the people can agree on one thing. This country is awesome. Whether you're right side or left side, it's time to put it all aside and remember how amazing this country is. So sit back, pop a cold one, and grab those pork rinds. It's time for Made in America. With your host, the angry Texan himself, Gregory Parrott. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Made in America. Yeah, there. And we just got through with a fantastic uh, Veterans Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you, it's always this time of year that you run into a lot of veterans. I mean, we should be more conscious as, as a whole to recognize these veterans day in and day out. But with the bustle of life, you kind of start getting why certain days are set aside for certain events. Yeah. Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving. You know, we, we, I'd love to have Thanksgiving every day of the year. You, you would be a better family. We would also be 10 times more obese than we are. <laughs> I don't know. I eat healthier on Thanksgiving. But, I actually have vegetables. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, for Veterans Day, you know, it's that it's that uh, day of the year and the weekend pretty much, too, that you try to just honor as many veterans, your friends, family, people that you know that you run into, anybody wearing a, a, a military hat. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest, you know, things. And, and, and I think everyone, and we're real, and you're a stickler to making me stay to it. You'll, you'll see me, like when we were on the golf course, you saw a guy with a veteran's hat on, you're like, Greg, it's, that's your thing. <laughs> I know. Every and time I always, you see somebody with a hat on, you got to say something. And uh, and I do, man. I just, because I grew up in an era. Even people with halo hats on. He's like, thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for bailing me out in Call of Duty 2005. <laughs> right. But like my dad, I grew up, uh, and my dad was, uh, he was, I guess, 12 years old when World War II was going on and stuff. And I mean, he could have easily probably, if the war had gone longer, my dad probably would have enlisted. Mm-hmm. But my uncles were in World War Two, and my dad used to tell me stories, you know, and, and people that he met later in life that he was friends with. Never forget one guy um, he introduced me to at his high school reunion. The guy was a little bit older, went to the same high school, but he survived the death march of Badan. And that was a really, that was in the Philippines, that was, you know, 100 miles that these Japanese soldiers made the prisoners walk. Mm-hmm. And if you were like, oh, I'm tired, bullet to the head yeah and i'd be like I- i'm not too good i'm keep walking <laughs> and that's basically what it was they they might you didn't if you started limping you'd be like oh, oh, America, how, how far we got oh, about another 60 miles Ugh, you know i mean think about it the, the the horror that a lot of these veterans went through and i i know that you know with uh, the the stories of of desert storm and iraqi freedom and the uh the thing with the Taliban and everything mm-hmm. in Afghanistan, we lose sight of stories. Desert, of, Desert Eagle, isn't it? Yeah, something or something like that. Something. Another. It awesome always name. sounds cool. Yeah, it, the, the, the operation <laughs> names. Yeah, like I yeah, just—they're never like Operation Sand and Ass Crack. <laughs> no. like, oh wait, I don't want that one. <laughs> like we're, I'd love for him just one time be like, you know what? I'm going to name this one uh, uh, something that my granddaughter says. This is going to be Operation Tiddlywinks, <laughs> where we take down the entire Mexican cartel or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
it's it's interesting to me whenever you you learn about stories and and more of them come out like when World War Two happened, you know, they're like we dropped one bomb on Japan. What? That's what ended the war. Well, tell me more about this bomb. And we didn't, and as a country, we didn't know a lot yet. Mm-hmm. And then they started saying uh, it was it was an atom bomb, and they're mm-hmm. like, Ugh, "What was that like?" Yeah. And then they showed images, you know, from Hiroshima and Nagasaki, like a year later, Man. and they're like. I hope one of those don't go off here. Right. So imagine just going through all that and then ending up in the Cold War where everybody is scared that we're going to die of nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen, thank God. But it was the veterans, you know, people that that went over and fought these battles for us, put their, you know, selves in harm's way. The reason we're sitting here today, mm-hmm. you know, this could, we could have crumbled and said, okay, Taliban and Al Qaeda, we give up. We can't beat you. And what would have happened then? You know, I mean, it's just, it's so weird when you think about, you know, the dynamics of we have to have a military. We have to, you know, be ready as much as we want to be peaceful and play golf and have a good time. Somebody's got to go out there and do the job. Right. I hate that we're still so, we're still looking at that though, you know, because we're such a global, like, it's like we have to have a military to protect us from Russia. Oh, the same Russia that we're buying, you know, all their goods from and they're buying our goods from and we're exchanging oil and we're meeting at G6 summits and, you know, shaking hands and doing photo ops. It's just so frustrating, you know, know. and we're supposed to be like on our guard with China. Yeah. And it's like I'm pretty sure the shirt I'm wearing was probably made in China. Yeah. Then you then, you know. It's like, what's China going to do? Attack us, and then suddenly they're out literally trillions of dollars every year from uh, all the goods and services that we buy from them. And, that we, you know, it's it's just a matter of, uh, I don't know, uh, politics that, that ruins a world. Because I, I have nothing against Chinese people. I have nothing against Russian either. people. I've got, I've got Russian friends, you know. I, uh, my, my buddy Andre. Uh, we just had dinner at the um, Topolino's Terrace at the Riviera, and he's the manager there, and, and you know, he's Russian. And he comes by, he goes, Devin, long time no see, love it, to see you. Hey, man, good things happening. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, good things are happening. He's like, oh, I love it. He's, he's so nice to me. And, I'm, and, you know, then you look at it, and it's like, you know, there's a lot of Andres out there. Why, yeah. are, we, why are we ever, you know, bickering with other countries? It's yeah. so frustrating. The way I look at it also is that people, in all my travels, and I'm sure all your travels, you meet the same people everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You're going to have a few bad eggs scattered here and there, but then you might have just, it's not really a bad egg. It's just somebody who disagrees with you. Like the biggest divide in this country right now is politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't Dude, I remember back in the time when, you know, my parents voted for, Walter Mondale and Geraldine Ferraro yeah. against Reagan because my parents were like, we're not voting for an actor, you know, I'm, and, and that's fine. And, of course, we had Reagan. He wasn't such a bad guy. But no one was sitting there like, I don't like the the Smiths, man. They, they fly in that, you know, that Mondale Ferraro flag still in their front yard. It's two years after the election. Get over it. You know, like people weren't like that. Yeah. And now they are there. It's you such the a, internet though. Yeah. And it's so, it's just, uh, God, it gets, and, and oh my God, if we would have had social media back then, mm-hmm. uh, I think the world would be a worse place today. Yep. But, I agree. But, but uh, hopefully we can get it under control today. Uh, so we don't create a 
bad you know future for our kids i know we gotta we gotta and, and like i was telling you on, on the um on your podcast crying in my car a podcast for teachers we discussed how uh there needs to be more education on veterans and what veterans go through from the minute they decide they want to go into service to signing the dotted line to serving our country whether it was in peacetime or wartime and just just the the whole process of everything they have to go through you know it's like a regular job but you're also like your your butt belongs to the country until yeah. you're done we're yep. going to pay you but you you're 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 taken care of we'll give you medical everything i mean think about it so most i mean you've got all these benefits like oh i'm sick well go down to the brig or the mm -hmm. the, the sick bay or whatever in the navy terms and you know and and one of the things i, I tell people always and I, I did this podcast back in in may we talked about memorial day and veteran day and how on memorial day you don't really thank veterans you can thank them for you know their service and hey i also remember your comrades that didn't come back mm -hmm. veterans day you thank the veterans you thank everybody that that went put their name on the dotted line saw action and served our country mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, well, well, how do you, people are always wanting to know, how do you support your vets? Well, it's kind of simple. Uh, one of the best ways you can support them is just listen to them. Sit down and visit with a vet. You, a lot of vets won't open up to you about their experience. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of Vietnam vets. Rarely do they really tell me anything. Every once in a while, they may have a drink in them or they'll have just a moment of clarity where they can kind of talk something will trigger a memory. And they're like, Oh yeah, my buddy, Johnny, you know, he, he was in Quezon with me and he, you know, we, we did all of these things together. And then one day he was gone, you know, and it's, it's sombering. You know? mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like to talk about some things. Some people do, but I always say just at least sit down and visit with a vet. Even if you're not, even if they're not telling you about their, their life, they just want to be heard. They want just somebody to visit because the things that we take for granted, sitting here in the studio, talking, you know, as buds, going playing golf, the things that you take so much for granted, just getting up in the morning, walking to the restroom, laying, and then going back and laying in your bed, hugging your kids. There's points where people have been in combat situations or in a situation in our military where they didn't know if they were coming home. Mm. And in everything that we cherish, that we take for granted, just being able to walk down the street, they couldn't do those things for probably months at a time. So I always tell, tell people, you know, talk to your vets, just, just visit with them. Sometimes they just want somebody to just sit there and visit with. Um, also, understand the sacrifice and honor it takes to put your life on the line when so many didn't come home. I tell that to my stepkids tell that to all the younger generation you will never know what they've been through mm -hmm. the sacrifice and it's just an honor even if there's a lot of vets out there i know that guys i graduated high school that, that fought in the military they're pricks <laughs> they're, com they're complete dicks i mean this dude i worked with uh, back when i was working for chili's this dude was a marine and apparently he has, he always bragged about, like, I got like three confirmed kills in Afghanistan. I'm like, ah, you're, a he was in the Marines. So I know he wasn't like, well, I was in the army, but I just worked in the warehouse, you mm -hmm. know, but he was, but he was a prick and everybody hated this dude. 
And first and foremost, I'll tell the dude to his face, thank you so much for everything you did for this country. Also, F you. You're a prick. Mm -hmm. You're a jerk. But at the same time, I'd love to buy you a beer and walk away from you because I don't want to have anything to do with you. <laughs> but thank you mm -hmm. because maybe you were nice before you went in and you came out a prick. I don't yeah, know. Sometimes they use it to hide, you know, what's going on in the, uh, I mean, killing three people is something that's uh, kind of difficult to, to run from, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just some people are just pricks. Some people are really good. Mm -hmm. Um, education, like I mentioned is for, uh, first and foremost that we need to educate on. And that way, some people that maybe, uh, were thinking of going to the military, it could be their thing where, well, maybe this isn't for me. And then again, there could be some people that are like, I'll never go in the military. And then they educate themselves and they're like, you know what? This is exactly what I want to do. I may not see combat, but man, this might pay my education. This will give me the chance to do all the things that I wanted to do early and give me like a stepping stone to a better life, right. you know? And it, it, everybody says going in the military makes you a better person coming out, whatever branch you go through. And for the most part, most of the veterans I've ever met or anybody that's been in the military, it did change their life for the better from where they were at. Mm -hmm. um, memorials. Every Veterans Day, I tell everybody, go visit a memorial. Even if you just walk by just to read some names on a wall. Yeah, I um, went to the traveling. Uh, we saw the actual Vietnam Memorial, but I went to the traveling one, and my grandfather, uh, you know, his brother-in-law uh, died in Vietnam, and so we got to etch his name off there. So it's pretty, you know, uh, sombering to see all the names and everything, but there's if you ever go to D.C., I mean, yeah. there's so many memorials there. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, I tell it, you know, it's just one of those. In my hometown uh, on the square, there's a big, gigantic memorial for everybody that, ever fought in any war in my county yeah every city has kind of one yeah. of those even there's one in bartow winter haven has one like we all have like war memorials so local yeah. local honors the local military that, that uh, died and, you know and it's really cool like f for me like in my hometown we had tony on our very first episode of of made america he's you know trained for desert warfare in alaska which was still interesting to this mm -hmm. day and, you know, his name is on the wall in, in my hometown on that little, on that uh, veteran's wall. Oh, cool. And it's really cool that, you know, when I go home, like I had to go to the courthouse to get some tax documents or something. And I just walked by the wall and just was like, ah, oh, I know every one of these guys, you know, like that's, that's so cool, you know. And it actually it gives me a little bit of a, a proud moment, like 100 years from now, those guys are going to be gone, but their names are still going to be there. And that's something to commend. Mm -hmm. And and these young kids, you know, they, they we drive by memorials all the time. You walk by them or whatever. But on Veterans Day, like I made it a point to my future stepkids to say, hey, y'all take a look at these. Read these names. These names could be you guys one day. Or these guys can be, there's going to be names on this wall added throughout your life of people you may or may not know. Mm -hmm. So always remember that there's somebody out there sacrificing for you and me for everything we're doing. And another thing, and I guess my last point on anything with veterans is, is have patience, patience with veterans. Uh, and it's becoming more and mainly because they know how to kill you. Right. <laughs> well that, and, and a lot of veterans go through a lot of uh, emotional and mental, mental scarring 
that, that's happened. And, and if anybody's listening right now that's um, a veteran and you're having a tough time and you haven't reached out to anybody, reach out to somebody. There's hotlines. There's ways to get a hold of somebody that's ready to listen to you and hear your story and give you emotional support. Right. I mean, email us here at the podcast. I mean, do whatever you can, but reach out if you need help. It's the number one thing that the veterans are struggling with right now. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, and that was one of the things that uh, John McCain was, is really pushing for. And his last year's in office was he wanted more veterans benefits. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I mean, to see there's, there's no excuse in this country, none whatsoever that there should be any homeless vets. Right. No excuse. Mm -hmm. Somebody should, there should be a permanent bed for them at the VA hospital, something. That's just one, that's one thing that no president in my lifetime I've seen really, really tackle. I've seen them bring it up and, and we've worked on it, but it should be if you went and you were in war and you, you went through what you went through, you should have the opportunity to at least have some kind of housing you know, there's a lot of vets out there, and they need our help. So if you're listening to this, you know, you see a vet, you see anybody homeless, really, reach out and try to help them. I mm -hmm. mean, because you never know. This this could be you. It could be me. So, anyways, let's get on to uh, uh, one of my more favorite subjects. Um, back in the day. All right. E.T. Home phone. When there was G.I. Joe and Atari. Saturday morning cartoons and Sony Walkman. Cowabunga, dudes. Chillax. Time to take a trip down memory lane when blockbusters were big. And MTV actually played music videos. It's time for Back in the Day. All right. For my Back in the Day today, we're just going to talk about a broad subject. Okay. Fall. Fall? <laughs> it seems like it has changed dramatically. You, you, you realize you're talking to a native Floridian. But. Right. <laughs> but as a whole, though, I'm, I don't remember as a kid growing up, even into my teenage years, where there was so much effing pumpkin spice. I love it. I love pumpkin spice. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, I feel like it's... It's in everything now. It's yeah. a little uh, over... You know, produced for I, sure. I feel like they're they're going to the planet Arrakis. I saw the other day <laughs> at um, Publix they had uh, pumpkin spice uh, chocolate coated pretzels. Yeah, and I was like, no, no, no I just like chocolate pretzels. I don't want pumpkin spice flavored chocolate pretzels. No. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I have the pumpkin spice coffee. Yeah, I'm, that, that's I'm, all right I'm with really, the coffee. I'm really good. That's really, and maybe a pumpkin spice roll. Here let me, there. yeah, let me tell you the donuts at uh, at Dunkin' Donuts, the pumpkin spice donuts, they're legit. They're good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, it's it's I don't know. I, and the the only other thing too, uh, and this is a very regional thing, but Jeremiah's uh, Ice has a pumpkin uh, pie. Uh, the pumpkin pie is a little different, but it's a pumpkin pie ice cream. Man, that's good. That's one of my all-time favorites. I'm going into ketoacidosis hearing this story. But it's it's good stuff. But, yeah, I agree. We're a little over. The only thing worse to me than the pumpkin spice is what we're encountering now, and that is cinnamon 
broomsticks. I will. Jesus, I, I know. Anytime I walk into Publix, like, do you realize I walk into Publix and there's a big pile of cinnamon broomsticks? And I'm like, oh. And then I turn the corner to go to the restroom and they have, <laughs> and I kid you not, if this is if you want everyone to hate you, they had many cinnamon broomstick keychains where it was on a keychain. You can keep it on you and go around to make everybody hate you. Yeah. I was like, no, no. I, like, my. <laughs> that makes me think of our uh, our good buddy Mike Lee. If he walks into Publix, be like, "Why are all these broomsticks smell like fireball?" All <laughs> right, <laughs> it's called cinnamon. Yeah, <laughs> but it is ridiculous. It's getting, and it's getting even crazier. Like the day after Halloween, I never seen so many Christmas decorations going up. It is there's no gap anymore. It is it's stupid. Mm-hmm. So I told even Aunt, in my neighborhood, there's my my apartment complex has people with uh, Christmas trees already up. I'm a, I told Angelina I really want to play a joke because my HOA is really starting to hate me. And, uh, I mean, I'm just, I just don't like anybody. I mean, I like a few people in my neighborhood, but some of them are just, they've you been will there. You never win either. You the, will never win the I will. HOA battle. I no, will because not. all of these people are in their 80s and 90s. It does I not, will, I will, even out, worse. I will outlive them. That's even worse. Yeah. And the lady next door is like, hates kids. Like she said that today we were moving in. Well, when kids are frowned upon, I said, well, this isn't 55 and up. Right, da. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. That's these. And ever since she made me mad, I've been like looking online for basketball goals and mm-hmm. and like, oh well, these kids are gonna play in the street. I'm gonna teach. I'm I'm looking at building a ramp for them to jump their bikes and stuff. Sure. And have the kids lay down in front of them and do like what I did when I was a kid. I want them to. I want them to be kids. Yep. Good news is is on the other side of of the neighbor that's really mean. Uh, is a family just moved in and looks like they have a teenage uh, uh, son. Good. And I'm really excited about the way this neighborhood's looking. Yeah, it's gonna gonna change, man. But I thought about uh, just to make them more mad. I was thinking about putting up my Easter decorations next week. Like, <laughs> like he has risen, right? And, and like just pastels and like and bunnies, little out bunny out for yeah. And I'm like that. That's something that would be great. Yeah, that's funny. Now the the uh, Christmas man, we go right into it. Walmart cleared it out. Christmas stuff immediately. Even Disney World overnight went from Halloween themed pumpkins, everything to dis to uh, you know Christmas themed. I think there should be some fall decorating. I don't think that we should go right into that. Yeah, you know, have Thanksgiving theme like fall. What happened to the cornucopia? You know that yeah. you would always have, and and you know the. Uh, you know, browns and reds. And I don't all even that. know what that thing was. It was just like, it looks like a, a big brown, stupid uh, Trump trumpet looking deal. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just shove a bunch of fruit and crap in sure, it. Sure, but it still was kind of symbolic. You yeah, know? it was. I never knew what it was really used for. No, mm-hmm. no one ever educated me. So I just thought it was something that every year in school I had to, we had to draw, we had to paint it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was another thing. It's like as soon as, that's the one thing I remember about growing up in elementary school was how the, the classrooms, the teacher was on top of the decorations. And, I mean, Halloween, the next day we come in, clean slate. Like, oh, yep, you took down all the pumpkins. All and, at their expense, too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then all of a sudden the, the room was decorated with uh, pilgrims and turkeys. and Thanksgiving, little, yep. Yeah, and but it was – it. Stayed like a fall theme, though. There was always the leaves, and even in September, all the way around, you know, the border of the room that, that goes around had, had the, the multicolored leaves. and Right. But it's something you could add to. Yeah. 
So I guess you had a backdrop of fall, and then you could just change out Halloween and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Christmas comes up. But I just don't understand why. Like, okay, at my job, for instance, we had a big Halloween thing. And my uh, my manager, uh, general manager, did not take down all the, the Halloween decorations that were out at our Tiki Pavilion. And there's still, like, this big skull thing that's, like, over in the corner and another little skeleton guy. And they are like, y'all going to get those Halloween decorations out of here? And I was like, no, at this point, I'm just about to go over and put a pilgrim hat on right. one of them. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, let's just keep it going, you know. Yeah, Santa hat. Yeah, you can't go back. I am i don't know. And now, you, since growing up in, in Florida, now I do remember when we took our trip to D.C., what, four years ago? Mm-hmm. And Almost to the day. Yeah. And it was, oh, my God, it was so beautiful, too. I, I, I looked at the video the other day and, and where we were sitting out at that courtyard. Mm-hmm. And, or it, it was just beautiful. And I was like, oh, it was like 69 degrees. Perfect. Yep. Walked so much. I love Washington, D.C. But you aren't accustomed to seeing a lot of leave changes. And you got to see it up there. It's beautiful. And I had, uh, to be honest, had missed seeing the, the, the leaves change in North Texas. Because, I mean, we, we had fall just like anybody else sometimes it wasn't as beautiful as like vermont right. or any of that crap but we we had ours and i took that for granted and sometimes i will see certain trees here in florida like oh that one's that one's a fall tree and it's surrounded by green pines there's only like one or two of them <laughs> so where's the where's the most extravagant uh place you've ever been to f- as far as fall changing and where you were just like oh ah, e, you know um just driving up through the carolinas probably i mean the the neat thing is i got to go up to new york city right when it was starting to all change and you got to see people out and about and the coats coming out and get ready for the thanksgiving parade and all that stuff it was pretty neat but you never really saw that much as a kid though uh no i mean as a kid i mean my first time seeing snow was when i was uh gosh probably uh 13 14 Wow, that's yeah. so crazy! I, I think I was three. <laughs> I, we just didn't didn't travel much. I mean, we were pretty much home. But we weren't really didn't have a lot of money, so it was kind of like staying around the house, you know. Yeah, like well, why go somewhere where it's going to be cold? Right. We're nice here. Yep. Yeah, I'm the total different. You know, that's the one of the number. That's the number one reason I never left Florida to go back to Texas. It was I hate cold weather. Mm. Once I experienced a 70-degree January, I was like, I'm good. Yeah, I was just looking up the weather, actually, because I was trying to see if we were getting any fall, fall temperatures. It looks like next um, uh, next week we have some fall temperatures. We have some more 40s and 50s. Tuesday is high of 65. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's right around golf time. Yep. And then we got a pretty nice uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day is a high of 70. That's yeah. a beautiful day. That'll be a great day for the Cowboys to beat the crap out of the Raiders. Tomorrow is a high of 84, though. So it's, you know, give and take. Yeah. <laughs> With the humidity in Florida, I'm sure, is going to make that just a little bit warmer. Right. Nah, I hate it. Oh. We'll see. Well, that's... So, fall, gosh, it just changed. I don't know. I'm... I don't even know really where to go with this topic anymore other than uh, it's just not what it used to be. I don't know. I just, it seems like it's like, oh, we're rushing through this season. So let me tell you this. You're right and you're wrong. We're just in the wrong area. You're kind of in a, 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 
neighborhood that is townhouses. And, you know, it's not really like no kids and stuff like that. So when I went over to my new house, so the new house that we're moving into, you know, Kate's already there with the kid uh, with Brooklyn. And then I'm moving in with the boys coming up in just a few days. When I went over there on Halloween night, bro, it was amazing. I mean, like, I literally was, I cried a little bit, like, looking around the neighborhood. Because there was parents with tables out, and Bob for apples, and uh, cotton candy machines. So it was a real... Bro, it looked like something out of a movie. And it was every single house as you went down. Everybody had their, their big, you know, decorations out. People were bringing out stuff all the way to the curb. You know, there were pranks being played, and you saw kids running back. Oh, man, it was just like, dude, this is what I wanted to give my kids you so know it looked like the scene in, in uh et uh, whenever they're yeah, walking through the neighborhood amazing so I, I think it has to do with where you are you know that was kind of uh, a little bit like you know out of a storybook and i was like do they still do this this is what it's about you know they're all different families we live in a really family oriented neighborhood and everybody's kind of like decently well off so you see people out walking all the time and there's families with dogs and cats and basketball hoops and kids shooting and i'm like you know this is what i want for the kids so that's that's yeah, the that's goal good, that's and i think there's a lot of places that are trying to keep that mm-hmm. traditions going but the big corporations are trying to rush fall yeah they're just they're just trying to like well, let's get through fall yeah like like we can make it any shorter yeah peppermint milkshakes at uh, chick-fil-a already i know, you know? i'm like that, that it's that, not like christmas has anything to do with chick-fil-a you know what i mean and it seems like <laughs> winter's always the longest season it is like it's it's an entire saga of and we don't even have <laughs> the long winters like they have up yeah. north like game of thrones like oh this is gonna last forever you know right. it starts it, it, it seems like winter starts december 1st it's like well pretty much as soon as thanksgiving's over we're already at winter well not according to seasons that's like winter really starts like what the 22nd of december or something like that something like that yeah yeah so we're just rushing through fall summer we are kind of sticks around spring eh, but fall is like i guess the least liked season i don't know <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I love it. But I think that, again, we kind of skip over it and take it for granted, too. But then you got to also think, you know, we're in Florida. We're experiencing 65-degree weather next week. Uh, Up north, it's like 20, you know? So it's kind of hard to enjoy fall when it immediately plummets into freezing temperatures and there's snow on the ground, you know? Yeah. It's like so. Hmm. Well, let's go into heroes and zeros. Heroes and zeros. It's time for heroes. For heroes. And zeros. And zeros. This segment brought to you by beer. Any beer. Just grab a beer, open it, and enjoy. All right. Heroes and zeros. Obviously, our heroes are going to be vets on this episode, this Veterans Day Memorial episode. Mm-hmm. Um, all vets, you're my heroes. If you're listening to this and you fought for our country, you're my hero. Even if you're that prick Justin I used to work with, that, uh, <laughs> that's just a complete D-bag. Yeah. yeah, just 
you're a hero, even though uh, I hope you stub your toe on one of your dumbbells. All you do is lift weights. He's he's the one that if he ever makes it onto a memorial, that you kind of hope it's right where the bird poop usually. Yeah, is. yeah, it's where it's going to be at the top. <laughs> it's where like it his name's over. there, but where you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, we just you're that dude's bird poop. But thank you, you thank you for your service, and and I hope you uh, have a decent life, whatever. Um, definitely, all my heroes. Like my uncles, you know, were in the Aleutian Islands in World War Two, and it, just the word Aleutian Islands, if you don't know where it's at on the map, it just sounds very Caribbean. It Caribbean, does. but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's very cold. It's uh, it's it's the deadliest catch. It's the Aleutian Islands. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's where they filmed Deadliest Catch. It's like some of the worst conditions on the planet, uh. you know. And they were up there, like, well, we've got to make sure the Japanese don't touch our awesome alaska you know and eh, whatever don't bomb the moose yeah (laughs) but they had to they had to do their their bid for king country up there um i want to go really into zero i just feel like roasting this person okay and roasting these people actually the zeros are going to be all the people that are Mm anti-vet i'm going to start with uh westboro baptist church in kansas i believe it's kansas nobody likes them yeah i actually just I can't wait, and I've said this over and over, and now that, you know, you've had a, an amazing, successful career in, uh, on your online abilities and you're making a decent living, I'm going to go ahead and ask you on the podcast in front of the world, if Westboro Baptist Church ever shows their face anywhere within 100 miles of me, will you bail me out? Sure. <laughs> okay, absolutely. that's all I'm asking. I yeah. will go. I would gladly have an assault charge on my record. For I think beating, a lot of people would beating the ever living crap, and you could set up a GoFundMe as like a reward for what my good dude, you know, like a bounty, mm-hmm. a bounty if you will. Like mm-hmm. here you go, Greg. Here's a here's here's twenty thousand dollars for beating the crap out of that Westboro Baptist Church piece of human excrement. Mm-hmm. How dare you go and protest ever? Everything. They protest everything, but they also protest, you know, veterans' funerals. Yes, that's the part. I do do your free protest. Go and, and get on the sidelines and and stand next to all the people, you know, like going down the street. I can't believe people still join them. But to go yeah. to an actual funeral where people are mourning the, the loss of a loved one. Yeah. And not to mention a hero for this country. And you go there and you protest I swear, I swear to you, Devin, if mm, they ever show up here in Florida, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to they're be they're, they're a, here a prick. Lot. Yeah, they're here a lot. You don't see a lot of they them They were at the, the Pulse news. Memorial. Uh, um, they were trying to protest over there. So yeah. Where? The Pulse Memorial. Oh, yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. I was, I think I was indisposed. I think I'd, maybe I'd had a rage plan to go over there. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, going there to start violence at something that was really violent, uh, it's probably mm-hmm. a bad idea. I, you know, I want to go ahead and throw Ann Coulter into the this uh, topic of idiots. You know, I met her. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It was weird. It was very weird. My kids and I were going, going to uh, Gaylord Palms to uh, the Santa ice thing that they have there. And um, when we were walking back, there was uh, a table and books at it and her signing books. And there was literally like two people there. And I yeah. was like, 
That's weird. But apparently she was like the speaker at whatever was happening in the event thing. And they were about to let out and she was going to sign books for them and sell books. But, uh, yeah, she was just sitting there and I was just, I just stared right at her and she stared right back at me and I was like, hi. She's like, hello. And I was like, "Mm, I have so much I want to say, but, uh, you know what? Uh, kids are with me. Let me Have guess. a nice day. Let me guess. You know? She uh, she was staying at the Ice Palace. They actually had a room for her cold heart. <laughs> right. I was about to say, Jeez. she has to be in the building to keep the ice. I know. They're like, oh, we didn't. They, it's they, melting. We got to get Anne back in <laughs> right. here. Yeah. God, what a horrible human being She's, she is. She is pretty bad. And, the, and people that, you know, it's not even necessarily politics. Some of the things she says are just... You go, how can a human think like that? Like, they're just reprehensible, terrible things, as she said. And, uh, you know, and, and the thing people don't realize is she was, you know, she's anti-Trump. Yeah. And she didn't like Trump either. So uh, that's a, an interesting thing is that some people think that they like her because of her politics. And then they forget that she has bashed Trump a million times over. She's, she's uh, said a lot of horrible things about a lot of good people. I think she people. Biden. I don't even know. Uh, I think she did. But, yeah, she's but she's got... A lot of terrible things she said. Yep. Yeah. So she's definitely. Uh, I, I'm just surprised that she's not a member of the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> she would fit in well. That would be uh, one of the biggest. If uh, she didn't have as many book sales, I'm sure she would. Uh, and who reads her? Cr- like, if she can write a book, I'm sure we should just write a book together. I did write about, a book. <laughs> oh yeah, a children's book. Yep. By the way, let's let's talk about that for a second mm-hmm. while we got time. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Teacher in the Wild. It's uh, successfully funded on Kickstarter. As soon as I have the money, I will be ordering copies, but they have not sent me the money yet. <laughs> it takes, uh, they, they're like, takes up to two weeks, and we're at today is the two-week mark. So we'll see. Hopefully I get the money soon, but as soon as it's in, I got to order them. Yeah, it's about, I'm excited about it as well because uh, I'm definitely going to hit you up for autographed copy. To, yeah, I'll put your give, name in it. To get the... Uh, uh, Actually, yeah, I should to the put boys. the kids in it. I should put yeah, the kids' yeah. names in it. Yeah, because even still, though they're a little bit older, but they'd still that would it's be a cool like, thing. Oh yeah, you know, I wouldn't care if it was just a, a magazine cover and you're getting to sign it. But yeah, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and start wrapping the show up and go into idiots in the news. Idiots in the news. Mm-mm-mm, maybe. Idiots in the news is brought to you by drugs. Because if you do drugs. You'll be an idiot in the news. Get in here. Coming in. Y'all want buy some drugs? All right, our first story comes out of Ohio. O-H-I-O. An Ohio woman reportedly woke up to discover a burglar napping in her guest bedroom. Wow. After he had broken in overnight, taken a swim in the outdoor pool, and even eat. And ate all the family's leftovers. <laughs> I'm like, it, it, when I started reading this, I was like, oh, this is this is recent. I was like, I thought I was reading like something that Robert Downey Jr. did back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, he just uh, helped himself to everything in the house. Stacy Stedman told uh, Associated Press in this bizarre break-in, which occurred at her family home in Canton. Uh, her, and her husband and son, son-in-law said they went to, uh, there was a light on in the spare bedroom and uh, they found this guy just asleep, and the guy had even stole the, the son's sneakers and stole a pair of his underwear. So they were listen. This whole family was asleep. They must sleep like the dead. No dog or anything. No alarms. Wow. The dude just made himself like part of the family, and even went into the son's room 
took his sneakers and a pair of his underwear, put his underwear on. <laughs> they come out his pictures and all the family yeah. photos. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. So uh, his family was uh, uh, sound asleep and safe. Thankfully, this uh, sleepy chicken snatcher was arrested by police who suspected that he was intoxicated and brought himself. You think? Yeah. <laughs> so they brought him into the hospital. Uh, anyways, he was uh, arrested or whatever. This isn't the first time he's done anything like that. Um, That's <laughs> the worst part. Uh, he also has a, a, a history. This is weird. This is, why didn't I see this when I originally looked this up? Uh, he had. <laughs> He's done this a few times. Uh, the last time was uh, in 2015 in Sarasota, Florida. And he's got a, a, a record of break-ins here in Florida. Wow. See, Florida affects everything. Right. Just the biggest idiots in the world. Now, something that uh, somebody had asked me before um, when I worked in a restaurant, they said, hey, do you ever do you remember a few years ago Chili's Bar and Grill got in a lot of trouble because a veteran came in on Veterans Day, Veterans Eat Free, mm -hmm. and he was sitting there eating, and some customer I guess thought they knew him or whatever, and told the manager like he's not a veteran. I know him; he never fought for this country. And so the manager went up and was like, "Hey, sir, did you were you a veteran?" He goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "Well, somebody told me you weren't so." They took his plate away. I from remember him. they took his plate away, bro. And the dude raised hell, <sighs> and that manager got fired. And Chili's pretty much gave this dude free food for life. Yeah, basically. imagine. Like, like I was working for the company, and I remember they we had to have these big sensitivity training and all this other stuff. So, um, but what have you ever heard about anybody? putting on the Vietnam Memorial hat. You know, you always see like Vietnam veteran, Korean war veteran, USS enterprise, you know, and you see all these people that wear these hats. But did you know, have you ever known anybody to use that to their advantage? Like, Oh, I need to get a discount. I Sometimes. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, some people try to get discounts, I'm sure. But, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I hear more about people that are not, affiliated with the military that try to use it and you know they call it uh what is it stolen valor it is yeah. and uh it was never a crime until 2005 mm. george w passed a law called the stolen valor act interesting and it is a federal crime and it was revised under the obama administration he made more uh he made changes it, yeah, yeah. Made, made changes to where it's even worse if you do it and i can't believe it, it took that long for a country it's just like 1993 was the year that, uh, what was it? Like eight states finally said, well, okay, spousal rape is bad. Right. Yeah, you know, it took until 93 for eight states to come in it together and say that. So it took even longer for our country to finally say, all right, if somebody says they're a veteran and they got medals and stuff and they're trying to get discounts and do this, that, and the other, we, we need to put a stop to that. Right. And it's called the Stolen Valor Act. And it's it's a federal crime, and it's punishable up to six months in prison. It could be worse depending on what. Uh, I don't know anybody personally that's ever done the Stolen Valor Act. Uh, I've heard stories, and I tried to look up you know cases where it, it was used, and there's none. They're spoken about. Oh, a guy in Georgia tried to do it to uh, get discount on a car that he was buying because they were giving veteran discounts. Well. I guess the car dealership apparently looked up, you know, 
credentials because, I mean, you, you can. I mean, it's not like a HIPAA laws or anything. Like, you know, the whole thing that I went through with my ex-wife was, you know, hey, she's faking cancer. And mm-hmm. the cops were like, well, there's HIPAA laws. We can't ask her. We can't find out. And Ridiculous. I was like, that's stupid. But this, in this case, you know, sometimes they can. Like, if you're going to sell somebody a $30,000 car, why not look up and see, you know, if they really are a veteran and get yeah. that discount. So I tell everybody there's a lot of idiot criminals out there that do these, you know, and just beware. And it's really, and as a restaurant manager, and because of the whole Chili's thing that happened, none of us anywhere are really allowed to ask, you know. It's just where taking you, a word. Yeah, and you, I mean, for restaurant purposes, yeah, I'm going to give a free meal to a vet, like, okay, is this $14 steak going to be worth me calling this dude out? And what if I'm wrong? Then right. I'm on CNN. So it's one of those where uh, just try not to. Yeah. Um, idiots in the news also. Right now, There's uh, I'm watching very closely this. And I don't know if, if it's going to be an idiot in the news or if it's going to be, you know. I just, I don't want to comment yet on it. It's the, it's the father who killed his apparent daughter's uh, sex trafficker. trafficker. Yeah. And I don't know how to cheer for this or boo <laughs> this yet. Most so people I'm, cheered, and then the term came out that it might not be a cheerful moment. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I want this guy to be a hero. Because right. I would have put him on heroes and zeros, but I'm like, well, let's just let's, let's play this out for right now. Let's see how this goes. And also... He's uh, a, a hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. He's... He's a zero hero. <laughs> there's there's heroes on both sides. Right, of the war. right. <laughs> and and another thing that I'm looking really closely and and we'll probably talk about this next week is the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, court drama. You know, there's a lot of people that think he's a hero. A lot of people that think he's a zero. We'll see what the the court has to say. And you know, my whole thing on that is like, dude, if you grabbed a gun to travel across state lines. Mm-hmm. And you end up shooting and killing somebody. You took that like he had no business being there. Okay. Regardless of what happened, he had no business being there. All my guns are in Texas. All my firearms I own are all in Texas. They're mm-hmm. my sisters, my nephew, my cousin. I don't. I, I when Angelina and I get married, and move in together. I'm probably going to go home and get my one of my rifles and a pistoli. Mm-hmm. That way, I can keep my family safe in case somebody decides to break into my townhome. Understandable. Which I'm hoping to have like really good security by then, but whatever. But I just uh, I haven't gone across state lines with a weapon. No. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my especially uh, to an active protest. Yeah, that's definitely it. So I don't have a lot of other dumb criminals in the news right now. No I, worries. I went I went through so many of them in the last episode. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to just shoot this and. Fill in some space gap and get to our ending of the program. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I've got two shows coming up uh, on Black Friday and Black Saturday in Winter Park. I will be featuring for uh, the comedian known as Devin Seabold. Or Twisted Root. Twisted Root. Mm-hmm. That's a, that sounds like a, a very good place to drink. Have you performed there? No, I have not. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's electric. It's a real cool room. Yeah, that's what I was told. I, they said if you like the Margaritaville room, yep. you'll love the Bonkers uh, Twisted, Twisted Root. Root. Just so. like it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you've uh, you've got some more shows coming up. Yeah, DevonComedy.com, Port St. Lucie this week, and then uh, got a lot of stuff on the calendar. So just adding, I did two shows yesterday, Palm Harbor and somewhere else. Yeah. So 
And I definitely want to give a shout out to our our other co-host buddy who's here and there, maybe starting to come back more. But uh, Mike Lee, mm-hmm. uh, him and Ashton, Chris uh, had a very successful weekend at Laugh Out Lounge, Winter Haven's very first and only comedy club. And I'm very proud of them. I mean, you know, hats off to those guys, and they're going to continue to to bring more elements. 610's done a really good job with this town. Sure. And we need to reach out to them to get them to sponsor us since we're in their building and, you know. Sponsor by letting me not pay rent. Yeah, that would be great. We'll just do all their jingles. (laughs) So, anyways, folks, tune in next week. We'll have some more great content for you, and uh, hopefully we'll get some guest spots that will come in very soon. Absolutely. Until then, see you guys. If you had a good time, give us a hell yeah. At American Made Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find the Angry Texan on Facebook at the Angry Texan Comedian, Twitter at the Real Angry Texan, YouTube at the Angry Texan, Instagram at the Real Angry Texan. 